0: Hello everybody, welcome again. This is Najee Omari from Sack Vibes and this is episode 38. This week we get the pleasure of talking to the Reefer Ranger. We ask what makes him the Reefer Ranger. How did he get his start in the cannabis industry? And we asked the hard-hitting questions like what his favorite strain is. So sit back, enjoy this, or listen to this on your run or washing dishes, however you enjoy this podcast and enjoy the vibes. Thank you. to episode 38 welcome to another episode of sack vibes you know what i'm saying today we have the reefer ranger with us <laughs> so guys how you doing come on you, you gotta tell, you us gotta tell more about that oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. oh yeah a oh, proper introduction all right so the reefer ranger um how did we meet you just started showing up honestly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just started showing up and then um, I one thing that I um, we met
1: at that show uh, wasn't it? Uh, it was the one in Davis, the yeah, house party, the Turtle House. Yes, I mean, yeah. that was fucking insane.
0: Yeah, yeah, the Turtle House was dope. Yeah. Shout out to them; they're they're lit, <laughs> they're, they're lit. Um, and ever since then, I'm like, yo, every time I see the Reef of Ranger, I know one thing, and that's um, we're getting high. Oh yeah, yeah. Not even oh, yeah. like kind of high, like <laughs> no, super, super no, no, no. high.
1: No, full, full, full dosing to the dome. Yeah, yeah. Unrelenting, unrelenting power, pounding of of the power of cannabis. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, he'd be like, we had a show at Momo. He was just like, you smoke? Slide through. You know what I'm saying? We don't even know them. We just like, yeah. If you smoke, just slide. You know what I'm saying? Because we just smoking. You know, come with us. <laughs> I think what it was is
1: because I mean I when I started getting into the music thing and. and Doing using bands to do shows for veterans and other people, mm-hmm. I realized that uh, that cannabis is is a fantastic thing to spur uh, creativity. Yeah, And so it just became a, a way that I could support you guys while I was supporting all these other things, using the proper medicine to do the job. Music so, and weed do good. No, yeah, no, yeah. So
2: besides having the shirt that says Reefer Ranger, the tattoos and just embodying is, what Reefer Ranger is, damn. Tell, tell the people... Like, who, like, kind of who you are, what it is that you do, because you, you've told us about, like, how you work with veterans and stuff, but sure. people listening right now may not know. So just kind of tell them your story, your mission, and all that. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, let's see here. Reef Rangers was birthed out of me coming off of opiate pain medications, a 20 years stit with those fuckers. Um, I was a nurse, and I took care of very large people in wheelchairs. And when you do that, your body has a tendency to go south on you pretty quick. So, by late 20s early 30s I was pretty shot and they had me on opiate pain medications I never did anything outside of the realm of what they were prescribing me but I definitely overused them and Mm. I used them improperly and uh, so when I came to the conclusion that I was done with that um, I did a detox on my own at home you know my doctor and I talked and So, I don't know if you guys probably don't know what that's like, but um, just watch any good uh, movie about Sid Vicious or any old heroin addict and watch some detoxing, and you know, it's basically a month of hell, and then a month of getting well, and then days of wondering what the hell you're going to do next. Mm -hmm. And so, during the month of hell, basically, my buddy, I couldn't smoke because it would make me gag and throw up constantly. So, my buddy was uh, bringing over um, these... Uh, cherry gummy bears that were medicated. And some of them were CBD, some of them were THC. And he would cram those fucking things down my throat, and I could keep them stomached. stomached. And uh got well, and he kept on telling me, there's these shows, because, you know, I'm in and out, you know, I'm not really coherent. And he's like, man, there's these shows where they're selling weed, and it's amazing, and he's like, my sour diesel crop's ready, we should try this out, it'd be good for you to get out. And so once I started feeling better, we hit our first show. We did orbits and, uh, was like anything it was unlike anything i'd ever seen before we were scared shitless but we met some great people and from there just became that became the addiction was being properly medicated on the proper medication uh staying natural and then making sure that every fucking buddy knows how important it is you know because i don't want people especially people your age to go through that ever you know an opiate addiction is bullshit all it is is stealing your life and sucking you dry, <clears throat> and then the come off of it is just so horrible. So that's why so many people stay addicts it's because they're scared, terrified of a month of throwing up and, you know, passing out and, you know, being incoherent. So anyway, that's the sad story. The good story is, as we started selling weed like nobody's business, within half a year became, like, number three, ranked right? number three in Sacramento for gray market cannabis businesses just for customer service alone because we let people sit in our chairs and medicate in our booths and tell us their stories most people just wanted to sell you your shit and get you on the way you know we mm-hmm. wanted to hear what the fuck was going on i wanted to know how i was going to medicate you do you need something that makes you happy do you need something that brings you down from too happy you know what mm-hmm. what help do you do you have pain do you have you know trouble sleeping and you get all this information, and you get all these names, and all of a sudden you've got a client base, mm-hmm. and it's back to nursing, but the proper way. You know, yeah. I already had the knowledge of how to nurse; I just needed the right tools. Okay. And um, but then doing that, we got a little worn out on going to you know seven weed shows a week. You know, and that's all we were doing. You know, and you show up at four and leave at eleven p.m. and you know that's that's your night. You know. And yeah. It got real political and really weird and people started getting kind of bitchy because others were doing better than they they were. And and so I think we realized, wait, we've got this really great group and found out predominantly most of them were veterans, strangely Mm -hmm. enough, because we're older guys. I'm 51, my buddy's 49. Um, And so these guys were coming to us because we understood, we listened, and we got their story. And so I decided that Reef Rangers was going to be 100% a veteran's cannabis program and um, that's scary because there's a lot of projects out there they don't take kindly to you, especially me, I'm not a veteran, I have no military background, I don't even really like our government, I just mm. believe that these people took a job that really fucked them over, you know, yeah. really yeah. shafted them, and now they're back trying to put it all back together, you know, most of these people have seen things that you guys would not believe, you know, and would never want to see in their lives so, especially. that started the Ranger uh, Veterans Program, and I had to do all the explaining, I'm not a veteran, I'm not a veteran, I'm not a veteran, forever and ever, and now it's just, uh, I'm basically invited to all of their events, you know. Wow. We, we, um, we're we going to start a support group here in Sacramento locally for San Jose, who's got a very large chapter, but no funding. So it's like, well, we've got places, we've got weed, we've got, you know, people are willing to make food, let's do this. Yeah. And it became a family, really tight-knit family. I just did a four-hour, uh, no, four-mile uh hike the other day with the veterans and they're just amazing people they, they, they want to love so much you know they just need to be pulled back out of their shells. You know?
2: yeah. That's good. Okay. And, and do you think uh, uh, weed and stuff is a great vehicle for them to get back out of their
1: shells and basically help with the healing process? Well absolutely because I'll tell you I, most of these guys are on one form of pharmaceutical if not more than one. Most of them are on pain medications which means opiates. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the others are on Valium Xanax you know you name it whatever to treat so my question to the world is is why would you shove that many pills in your face when you can just smoke eat um, rub on one thing you know one item Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. does it all you know and I think now with research we're finding that you know you can break the cannabis plant apart into a multitude of different medicinal And and a good quantity of them don't do anything to actually make you stoned. They just make you well. The THC one is the only one that gets you high. You know, CBD is a nice body high. You know, I I love the people that say, oh, CBD, you don't get high. Well, you do. It's just a different high, you know. So Mm -hmm. just letting people know going in there, you're going to feel a little elevated, you know. But um, it's the ultimate vehicle, though. And these people are realizing it. They have all forsaken their pain medications and their prescriptions for cannabis. And most of them are 100% cannabis wow i would that's say
2: awesome. a 90 percentile is 100 percent cannabis now okay yeah. that's, that's the awesome. ones that's, i work with That's yeah. actually <laughs> really awesome to hear <clears throat> um so for so for people who are like out of the scene and yeah. don't really know about like everything that's happening in the cannabis world you said it can be broken down into like separate stuff like i heard you said even like rub on oh yeah
1: so Sounds like amazing. so like
2: what are some of the like stuff because like, you know mainstream you only hear about smoking weed sure. and cannabis oil. Those are like the two big and ones.
1: Dabs and you know yeah. all the hipster stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's a full plant extract. And once you full plant extract all the goodness out of the plant, then you've got to distill it. Uh, you can separate it out into CBD, THC, and all the other components, or you can keep it as full spectrum. Uh, from there, you can take uh, and uh, create an oil with it and put that in. A lot of times uh, coconut oil is used because it's a good natural base. It yeah. doesn't harm your skin. Oh, wow. Um, uh, other things like, um, little scents like lavender and things like that can be added. Um, uh, beeswax is used as well. Beeswax, coconut oil, combination, so you get a nice thick rub. Uh, works into the skin and it's great for pain. I've got severe arthritis in 85% of my body, so I use it on a regular basis. Um, And that helps with just general body pain and for people that don't want to have to smoke it, you know. There's uh, dab tabs now, which are gel caps that have basically, you know, a a dab's worth, which is probably about a half gram of distillate, sometimes a gram of distillate in it, you know, and um, up to 50 to 100 milligrams. And that's, again, people who don't want to smoke, they can medicate easily. These are available on the open market if you want to go to cannabis clubs, but uh, just know you're getting ripped off. And and it's not the cannabis, I gotta say, it's not the cannabis club's fault. You know, I mean they passed all these laws and legislature and regulations on what you have to do with your cannabis once it's grown before it can be sold. And so the companies are having to spend all this money to be tested, you know, to, to prove their mettle of we don't use any pesticides, we don't do this, we don't do that. And then that's thousands of dollars spent. Yeah. Now your average pound of cannabis even the highest end is going to be about 2000 to $2,500. So figure on doing almost $1,000 worth of testing, if not more. Where's your bottom line? <laughs> exactly. Where's your profit margin? And
2: then yeah. on top of that, the main reason why they're legalized is just so they can tax it. For so sure. you got to work that into it For too. Sure.
1: Right. But they still want to fuck with us on a federal level. But anyway, um, so basically, <laughs> you know, cannabis clubs, you can get this stuff but there's a gray market out there. Uh, you have to search it out for yourself because I don't name drop. Uh, but there is a, a, a gray market. Actually, I think I did earlier. So, <laughs> no, not. Rewind a little bit. You'll hear the name and you'll know where to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, basically, there are these places that are gray market, underground clubs that you can go to on a regular basis. There's one every day of the week, if not two. Um, good organizations. Um, if you're a patient, it's awesome. If you're a vendor, it's getting a little political. And I think that that's going to transfer over to the patient sooner or later when they start seeing people are irritated and upset and not happy with what they're doing anymore um, but I highly suggest ser- seeking out the gray market for your medicine because these are honest farmers that just don't have the money to pay all that shit yeah. and so they make their stuff available to whoever's willing to get it out there
2: yeah you know? I think one of the craziest <coughs> things I heard was somebody who was talking about opening like he was on he was on this uh, I don't know if it was a radio show or a podcast, but he was talking about opening a basically a cannabis business. Mm. And he was just like, yeah, so probably first things first is you're just probably going to have to like eat $300,000 just straight off the bat just because you won't be able to open for a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, okay. You Spending really have all that money to money. fine-tuning begin- things. Yeah. Exactly. And, and just like, well, it's like, first you have to have the space and then you can put in for the application mm-hmm. or whatever. So you have to hold onto that space for the whole time that's getting
1: processed. Yeah. So it's just like, And not do anything with it.
2: Exactly. You can't do anything with it. So it's just insane.
1: I've got a buddy that's, he's starting his own grow, and he's going full license, he's getting it all done, and and he's having that same thing. They're going to get the space, create the space, and live in the space, so at least they're saving rent and all that stuff, because they can't even put the the grow in until they get everything certified and everything signed on the dotted line. So. So, I mean, like... Uh, I feel like the
0: legalization has definitely made like cannabis more I guess like accessible before like a business side, what do you feel like it
1: ha- has it <coughs> hurt or probably like helped the grow? Like well it it's, it's funny because most people that are vendors like me in the cannabis, they say oh it just destroyed everything and it's like no it just threw the doors wide open, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like I hate to I'm going to do it anyway, it's kind of like having Trump as president, you know, it sucks it's, it's mm-hmm. just the worst fucking thing that's ever happened, but we know who the assholes are now We know who the assholes, they all came out of the woodwork as soon as Mm -hmm. that happened. (laughs) So we did gain something out of that, you know. It's kind of like this, you know, now it's out, you know, and everybody can use it. You don't have to just be medical. I think it's important to keep it separate, though. You know, you have to have Mm -hmm. medical cannabis events, and then you can have the fun events, too. And we all smoke for the hell of it. We all, you know, Medicaid, but we also smoke because we like to get high. And, you know, so there's there's people that can run both sides. But if you're a carded patient, you deserve to have your separated events where you're not having to mix with just the Wahoo crowd, you know. Yeah. Mm. And um, I think as long as we do that, we should be pretty good. And it's just going to continue to grow. And now we're starting to, you know, see events like High Times come to Sacramento and, and make our little city, you know, a, a place to be reckoned with, I think. You know. yeah, I think Sacramento, yeah. Sacramento, California, we're the ag, you know, one of the ag capitals of the of, of, of the kid yeah. of the United States yeah,
2: yeah. I mean I mean we, we talk about it a lot on this podcast but the whole reason we started this is just because we've seen so much growth in the short time like in these last couple of years just so much more business so much more just money so much more attention just come on Sacramento yeah. and we wanted to interview the people who are not only capitalizing well, th- it but but helping it thrive
1: think about the the what it All of even broken down to its finest root, it made people create something of themselves. So, like, you can't just go, "I sell weed. Here's my table. Here's my weed." You've got to have a logo, man. You've got to have a an identity, a background, and a thought process, and a a mission statement. And and all of these guys were just weed dealers who all of a sudden had to grow up, pull their britches up, and And start a business. What (laughs) the fuck (laughs) am I? Who am I? What am I doing? Oh yeah, that's great, you know? And mm-hmm. so if you know, whoever it is out there that's doing it, they're doing it, they're following a dream, you know. Whether you see, you know, the real cartoony, you know, like the Mario Karts and stuff like that, that's just something they were obviously into video games and so yeah, yeah. you know, and that shit sells too. I'm sorry. You see, you know, Mario that's and your <laughs> deb logo you, you know, yeah. It's all about logo and brand. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: So well, when he was talking about it earlier, like, do you think that like, did the did the laws like help or ruin it? Do you think it also helped? Like, it kind of like forced people to be creative and like build that identity. Well, like, it created the, the gray market.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, well, so because there was always an underground, there was always yeah. Well, we were considered drug dealers back in the day, but there was always that that subculture. But what it did was it gave it validity. So okay. the gray market now is an actual thing. I mean, I've literally talked to police officers, sheriff's officers about this. We, we had two guys, there was a fender bender at one of the shows that we were doing in a backyard. And it was a huge backyard, huge show, cars are everywhere. There was a fender bender on the other side of the fence. We're doing a private party. So the thing about these gray market parties is they are private parties. And usually there's some type of music there. So it. it validates the fact that they're having a party and that's why there's that many people there and then you have the vendors within the in, in, you know inside yeah, you the know park, doing that Jackson. thing yeah. and like I said there was a fender bender and the sheriffs came up to the fence because they knew there was a party going on and they're like you know we just want to make sure this car out here blah 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 we're trying to find the owner and because the guy didn't know who was running the party exactly they were like well then we need to talk to somebody who does pushed him aside and came in So once they're in, they're in the party. It doesn't matter if they were invited, you know, nobody's going to, oh, well, you broke the law. You don't have a search warrant. They needed to get answers. All of a sudden, they're in the midst of all this shit. They knew what was up to begin with. And so when I was talking to because the one guy decided he was going to go around and check the backyard, you know, and see what was going on. Without a search warrant, that's illegal, and I'm going to, to stop my, my foot down on that. So I said, hey, you, you can't go walking around looking at this property right now until you guys present search warrants. I mean, you know, you can talk to the owner if you want to, but this is as far as you can go. And we got back to his, his partner, and his partner's like, it's okay, it's okay, I understand. And he's like, first of all, I want to, we've seen you before. And he was pointing at my shirt and I'm thinking, I do I wear this at every fucking show. My God, <laughs> <laughs> my God, I fucked myself over. These people are now and he's like, and we don't fucking care. He's like, our sergeant said, Don't mess with them, it's not worth the paperwork. Because honestly, if they wrap up a show, even if they took everybody in within a few hours, everybody'd be out. Then they'd have this giant back sock of shit they have to, you know, label and tag and and then it would all have to be given back because most of these people are permitted to have what they have. So then mm-hmm. all that's gone away, and they're still having to file paperwork for having made this arrest or this whatever. They're not fucking with it. It's, it yeah. costs them too much money to get nothing done.
2: So what I'm hearing is you have great branding because even the cops have heard about you. Cheers. You Waiting know, <laughs> for
1: them to come shopping because you know yeah. hey, there's nothing wrong yeah. with Sac PD. <laughs> I'm <feel laughs> a little love. So so how did you come up with um, the name Reaver Ranger? So I'm a Western fanatic. It has nothing to do... Everybody thought, oh, it's a military thing, and you did that because you wanted to get the military shopping with you. And it's like, no, 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 it's not. It was when I was coming up with it, and I was getting clear from my opiate pain medications, I was cramming Western after Western after Western into my eye sockets. Mm. And so I'm seeing all these really cool chiseled faces and weird, you know, and I'm sketching in my pad, and this guy came out, (laughs) basically, and of course, I had to have the marijuana stem sticking out of his That's teeth. Cool. <laughs> um, and it's funny because um, I'm not sure of the terminology, but we had this really awesome group of Hispanic dudes that used to come out. A big group of buddies. There's like six of them, and uh, you could tell they were either farmers, or you know, did landscaping stuff. 'Cause they were always just dirty and they're in the boots and stuff. And they'd come up to our booth, and I could never, I could never, I don't speak Spanish, but they were always really smart, and they loved. The Ranger thing and I'm thinking it's it's on the agriculture part of their culture, you know And mm-hmm. they got it and they I can't remember what they, they, every time they'd see me they'd say something But it had to do with the caballero or something like that mm-hmm. and I thought that was kind of cool man. That I mean, really cool. there's your you know, I mean mm-hmm. we, we couldn't communicate you by time But you know there was just kind of this this you know general thing there right. that you know was really cool And uh, like I said, the older people, our veterans and stuff, they really got it, the whole Western John Wayne thing or whatever. I could
2: could tell the second I saw it, the whole art design, the letters, I was like, oh, that's it. That's totally about Westerns and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, you know, it just stuck. It really did. Actually, it was going to, believe it or not, it was going to switch to a spaceman. Really? I really loved the idea of having a spaceman, Uh, you know, because you can have floating in space, you know. and. I ran it for that it's on the Instagram I ran it a couple of times and I'm like no there's something wrong <laughs> right. and then there was also another organization out there that we're really good friends with the old space monkey we love them um, and they had a monkey in a space suit I'm like eh I'm not fucking with that <laughs> I'm not That's fucking weird. with that and I, and I
2: also feel like just when it comes to, like, the weed world, like, yeah. space is just kind of, like, used, like, a For lot. For sure. Yeah. And so it has been used a lot.
1: Yeah. So, you know, let's keep something on the ground. I mean, there, I mean there's even, like, spacewalkers. The ranger, honestly, <laughs> the, the real deal behind the ranger is if you do your research in the 1800s, there were these people, most, most of them were men, but there were women that struck out and kind of lived out on the plains and did their own thing. And they did that because there were pioneers that were coming through from mm-hmm. Europe and stuff that didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And they were running into bears and bobcats and Native Americans and all sorts of shit. And they were being killed and mutilated. And, and so the ranger was kind of the guy that came along and showed him the way, you know, could communicate with the natives of the land. And he was kind of ran both sides of the lines, but he was always there just to help. And, you know, I don't want to sound cliche, but then he would disappear at the end. You know, he didn't stick around for dinner. He didn't stick around to be paid. He just took off. He was done. You know, go help the next person. And I really liked that. In these movies that I saw, that was the character yeah. that I recognized and felt closest to was yeah. the ranger, you know, the guy that was always alone, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. But he was still a cool cat, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still a cool guy. Yeah. So, that's the rangers. That's still, that's still.
0: That's, that's awesome. I really much love that. I mean, so, like, um, were you smoking weed before the opiate thing? Or oh, thing yeah, I've been smoking okay. weed since I was 13 years old. Okay, so <laughs> what was it, what,
1: what like, first 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 got you into weed? What's that? What first got you into weed? M- well, my dad grew it in the backyard. My parents were total hippies. I was raised for the first five years of my life in a commune in San Francisco, then came directly back to Sacramento to go to school which is really weird, because you live in a commune with a bunch of naked hippies, and then all of a sudden you're in a conformed <laughs> fucking elementary school trying yeah. to figure out your life. And I what grade would you, um, did you switch to Sacramento? Oh, I was kindergarten, right away. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. There was no good schools in in the Bay Area. We were in the inner city, and my mom was like, okay. no, we're going back, and we're going to live in my uh, my mom's house, blah, 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 so yeah, that's where I spent most, until 15 when I left home, but, um, but yeah, no, at 13, I was stealing roaches out of my dad's stash, and going and smoking with my buddies and we were just getting, it. but I think what I realized, I can't speak for anybody else, but I think I realized that I was actually self-medicating once I had smoked it and I chilled out because I was a real hyper kid, really fucking crazy hyper kid. And I think it just kind of mellowed me out. And then I really got into my art as a kid and all that kind of, so I I can't not say that it wasn't because of cannabis that all this shit happened because it all happened after, you know, Mary Jane entered my life. <laughs> my first crush. Yeah, yeah. Mary Jane was, was my Mary first crush Jane. for sure. Wow. Yeah. So, so one
0: thing that like, I talked to older people who have been smoking weed. They said the weed for, it, nowadays is a lot stronger. It is. it is. So how do you? I guess how do you feel about that or?
1: Well, it it depends on how it's stronger. You know, Mm -hmm. if you have a natural hand to it and your weed comes out better or your product comes out better, that's awesome. But if you're pumping it full of chemicals and doing PGR shit, then I don't want to hear about it because that's just junk. You know, you can make really nice, tight, sticky-ass buds, Mm -hmm. but later on down the road, it's going to make that person sick, whoever's smoking it. There's just the chemicals we don't know. It's like it's like the stuff we're finding out about now that we took when we were younger. And oh, that's bad for you. It's like it's too late, isn't it? You can't untake. Yeah. All those, years. like talcum powder. How many of us were held like with our asses up in the air as babies and had talcum powder poured all over our asses? And now. Oh, you don't want that stuff on you. Well, <laughs> wait a minute. We didn't have a choice. <laughs> Our naked asses were being coated in that shit. <laughs> so, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Mom didn't care. She's like, dry you out. But yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's like with anything. You know, Several years down the road, you find out how bad it is for you, and then it's too late. So you know, I think with cannabis, we've got to keep it clean. We've got to make sure everybody's organically growing their product. And even when they're distilling it down, that they're using the proper procedures, and you know, because there's problems with leaving too much butane in your product when it goes out, and all these things. These are all, and watch those dab carts. You know, I know the vape carts are really popular, but make sure you know where you're getting them from because that is one I think that honestly could really fuck some people up. You know.
2: So with the with the market just being completely wide open, like how. How many of these like negative players, like putting in the butane, putting in all these chemicals, How many? How, like? what do you think the percentage is?
1: Honestly, I'm going to say more of it swings to the end of the legal. So uh, if you look, do your research, they just went through a big thing, Sequoia Labs. Um, they're still digging themselves out and paying fines for falsifying um, records. Oh, wow. So you've got cannabis growers who are saying, yeah, we got to get this shit on market. I can't lose this money. How much do you want to say A-OK weed? there you go you know so you've got people internally in these labs okay lab technicians and scientists that are going sure I'll take fifty thousand dollars and sign you off that's dangerous that's fucking dangerous yeah you know and that's going to the cannabis clubs we're all uh, okay so let me let me just blow your mind a little bit more a cannabis club is where your old schoolers like your 60 75 year old grandmother is going to be going to because she wants to go to a place where she's not going to be seen by too many people. Yeah. You know, and she, you know, she still feels the need to like talk to somebody that's kind of like a pharmacist. You know, they're not going to go to a gray market show and hang out with a bunch of hip hop kids and rockers and weird shit. They're no, they're not going to do that. They're going to go to the cannabis club on the corner because it looks pretty and it's nice and it looks yeah. like, and um, and they're getting bad meds. You know, some of the time, not all the time, but you know, it's it's out there. But those are the only honestly. Some of the few times that I've heard about it, most people, you know, cannabis farmers, they want to run their game straight. They really do. They want to mm-hmm. provide a good product. And they want to be able to say it's organic. But you just have to do the research and, and talk. Don't be afraid to talk to people. Ask them what they use. You know, look at what you shouldn't have in your cannabis and then start asking questions. You know, and if anything, any of those pop up, then you know.
2: What's, well, like, some of the best questions to ask? Like.
1: Just... Are you 100 percent organic? What do you use as a tea? You know, drop things like that on them because a tea is something normally that a farmer creates out of the different nutrients that he's found work, or she found, has found that works, and they put them all together and create a tea, and that's what they run through there with their water process, and and so you know you want to find that's how you find out are they you know what are they using to kill any aphids, any bugs, any you know mm-hmm. things that. Uh, that are on the plants, you know, or they go on the nice route of using soapy water, which works, you know. You heavy soapy water will kill just about all of those things, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's quicker to use some, you know, some pesticide.
3: Yeah. You know? So, what would be like if someone's trying to get into this, mm-hmm. this business, or like become a more consistent consumer? Like, are blunts or bongs or oils recommended or? What would you it's all it's
1: all what you want, what you're into. You gotta find what you're down to do and try it all, man. Do a mm-hmm. dab, you know, don't be afraid. Do it do a dab. Do a small one. You know, have an edible. Make sure you're at home. We talked about that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you're at home where you can lay down. Um, and and honestly, you know, don't have an edible beef for your first experience. If you haven't if you haven't gone that route, if you haven't really <gasps> done cannabis don't have an edible be the first thing you do because it's, it's, those are meant normally basically to make you go to sleep or really, really relax. There's very few people that eat edibles and then go out grocery shopping and mall hopping and, you know, they go to the drive-in theaters or sleeping in the car for two hours (laughs) No man. Don't don't do that. You know, start smoking. uh, Try a sativa during the day. You know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I can smoke indica any any time of the day and and enjoy it. But you know, honestly, for regular people, try a sativa. Try a CBD full spectrum. You know, where you've got like like we had earlier, um, fifteen percent CBD, three percent THC. Perfect body high, nice little touch to the brain. You know. Find what works for you, though. And don't just feel like, oh, I'm just going to do this because everybody... Just find what works for you, and, and if you have to just smoke your own stuff, you can't, like, you know... Mm-hmm, don't sure feel is. like you have to take from everybody also. I think that's the kind of the common, you know, common thing is, oh, well, if they hand it to me, I have to smoke it. Not necessarily, because if they're smoking an indica, and you're out about, you don't want to get your fucking brain bashed in, you know? Oh, yeah. So...
3: I was going to say, then... Um... Coming from a music producer or so, uh, focusing, I guess, for me, like, I sometimes get unfocused or so, and I've talked to a couple, you know, people or so that are in the business and given me recommendations. I wanted to ask you the recommendation for someone that is trying to focus or keep his focus during, like, a session or so, because I see a lot of producers, like, in videos or so that do smoke, like, a blunt or so. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not sure, um, like, what chemicals or what recommendation. Of I that. would
1: do CBD, honestly, if you want to be in your creative zone and you're working with, you know, and always uh, allow. I, I think if you're a producer, um, and I'm starting to dabble in that stuff, producing and, and, nice. and putting shows on and stuff like that, you keep your, your entertainment happy. You know, so you make cannabis available. Find out what they like and bring it to them, you know. And and make that part of the experience. Medicate together because it is a creative process. And in the long run, you guys want to create a product together. So you got to all be on the same wavelength and the same page, yeah. you know. And that's not saying everybody's just got to get soused at the fucking, and, oh, okay, <laughs> let's do this. But it's like, you know, come to your happy high that you have you know and then start working right away and go to town and mm -hmm. let the let the shit happen sativas CBD hybrids and full spectrum are your best for that you know but some people work really well on a good solid indica some people get really heady super mega ideas when they're stoned on indica
3: it's it's funny it's um because uh, one of the singles for a buddy of mine uh, who will soon be a guest or so here on on the podcast um I'm we had like the same type of weed or so I remember making that track while high mm-hmm. that's and we were all on the same frequency
1: and did it come and, out good and it,
3: yeah and it became the came the single for that his project and it was like dang And see good. that's
1: when you know you and, and then afterwards and then you listen to it with a straight headspace mm-hmm. and it still sounds as good as it sounded yeah. when you're high you you know that you created that full package thing. Yeah, because like, we can all make things that sound cool when we're we loaded, and then all of a sudden like, <laughs> oh fuck, I did that. that? <laughs> delete, 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 delete. <laughs> certain things, man.
3: Certain things that happen, yeah. but it's cool though. That's
1: honestly, if you're creative and you're interested in cannabis, and cannabis is something that works for you, because you know another thing that I will say, and this is the reef ranger saying this: cannabis is not for everybody. There are people that walk this earth that cannabis will not work for. Uh, it'll only harm them, it'll only cause them to not feel well, you know, mm-hmm. there are people that it just doesn't work with, not very many, mm-hmm. not very many, but there are a few, you know, so it's never going to be, everybody needs to smoke weed, that's not true, no. but if you're one of those people and you're a creative person, mm-hmm. you really need to put it into the, the whole wheelhouse of what you're doing on a daily basis. I've been,
3: I've been trying to, like, considering or so slowly getting into it or so, because I'm slowly in, just like trying to find different ways to get even more creative because I don't know my full on potential yet.
1: Well, you have to unlock that and not to mention the creativity comes from you loosening up and letting yourself be free. And you know, when uh, when you're, when you're your regular self, you wake up, you're kind of a little tight. You're like, sure, and you're a little (laughs) uncertain and you know, you want to break that shit down and be like, fuck you. You want to get to the point of where you're like, I'm the shit right now. I'm the Mm -hmm. shit right now. And I'm getting ready to make art. Oh yeah, that's it. That's,
3: that's something I've been working on, and yeah. I've been. That's why I'm like really trying to dabble in more, yeah. as you know, as a person or
1: so to. And really invent reset. that creative side of yourself. That it's almost it's almost a cartoon character of yourself. You know, I mean, the person, the person that I am at home <laughs> is totally different. You know, not I mean not drastically, but it is a lot different than the reef ranger. The reef ranger when I'm out at a show, it's a different thing altogether. You have this persona that people, you know, it makes people feel a certain way, and it makes, it it, it creates a, th- a certain air that, that is sustainable for that situation, yeah. and you can't keep that up all the time. It's just like, I mean, look at people that are in metal bands. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Alice Cooper isn't a f- fucking freak. Like, I mean, Alice Cooper is a businessman. Yeah. But boy, he puts on one bloody hell of a weird show, man. He chops his own head off, and he, you know, he carries body parts around, and you mm-hmm. know, animatronics it, everywhere. Exa- you know, I mean, you know, look, you know. That's what I'm saying. It's a caricature. You create a caricature of yourself, and that's one of your greatest artistic endeavors. I think is the creative uh, process of making yourself. You know, mm-hmm. when you finally, this is the me that goes out into society and shows my art. This is this is who that person is and exactly. once you find right. that person then you're then you're in that groove you just do and go and and are you just are it just happens that's some so, wisdom right there yeah it's knowledge <laughs> um so real quick so I'm running
0: back, i wanted to run it back real quick when you, so when you say full spectrum what does that mean
1: full spectrum is nothing's been removed so it's thc cbd <clears throat> and all the other cannabinoids mm. and uh, nothing's been removed so full spectrum there's like there's different levels of that uh, full plant extract you will start off with like an rso which is rick simpson oil and that's the really dark stuff. oh yeah, yeah i've seen that shit yeah it's really tacky and and sticky and if it's done properly you can dab that stuff it's really good most it mostly it's meant to be eaten you know small doses yeah and rick simpson oil is an amazing medication yeah. if you have cancer that's, you're that's suffering what I got. AIDS, with, yeah. yeah any of that stuff rick simpson oil is the one so you take the rick simpson oil or your hash or whatever that you created and you distill that down even further then you're getting into your fine distillates and that's yeah. it's clear and a little amber looking and uh still tacky um uh, that can be dabbed and it can be put in food and it can be put in capsules um and so but still it's always full spectrum until you start going okay well we're going to distill this out and we're going to distill this out and just make it just thc or you know And then there's different levels of THC. There's THCA, THCC, you know, I mean, different, uh, I think I said that right. Yeah, but there are multiple levels of THC, you know, and there are multiple levels of of CBD. And and so you really got to do your research, you know. I mean, we would need like four or five hours for me to run the whole goddamn thing down to you guys. But there are several books out there that you can pick up, or you can just jump online, you know, and just kind of, you know, really find out what, you know, and, and like also, um, looking up strains, it'll tell you what it's supposed to be. Like if it's a hybrid, you know, it's like this much blue dream to this much whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And that helps you kind of realize what you're, what, you know, what you like and what you're looking for and what combinations might be okay. And mm-hmm. Always never be afraid to mix it up.
3: I'd say. Um, what's your thoughts on CBD pens?
1: CBD pins are great as long as the pen, the people that are making the cartridge itself, is making a good product, you know, because anything like that, it, you know, you just want to make sure that you're getting CBD and CBD alone. Yeah. So, honestly, teachers are really good. You can get, where uh, you just drop it under your tongue. Capsules are amazing. CBD flour is really good. Most CBD flour, though, does not have very much flavor or smell. The stuff we had earlier, because it's full spectrum, um, it does have... Uh, Tc in it, so that's where the stickiness and the smell and the flavor come from. Because basically, plain CBD is derived from the hemp plant, mm-hmm. and if you smoke hemp, you won't get high at all. Hemp is not there's no Tc in hemp. Okay. Uh, it makes a mean CBD, but I like full spectrum better because I think um, I think it's it's better rounded. It's 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 got more of its its uh, brotherly and sisterly components to it.
0: So what made you get into like the whole scientific aspect of it and just like not just not just being uh, satisfied, with just being a regular weed, uh...
1: Well, because you can't, you can't deal with patients, especially if you're dealing with veterans and people with cancer and stuff like that, you kind of have to know what the fuck you're talking about. You can't just mm-hmm. go, and, oh, well, you know, I just think that you should smoke some Afghani glue, you know, because it really gets me fucked up. <laughs> 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 That's not going to help them, you know? It's yeah. just going all, great, I'll do that, you know? Um, so you kind of have to know a little bit and trust me I don't know anywhere near as much as I should I I, I started really reading when we got in but everything just got so packed in with what we're doing and then the veterans thing happened and then the music thing happened and then it got really crazy and so it's like okay I'm good with what I know now I can learn more later as I go but Mm -hmm. um, you know it's just you have to know certain things so you can take a person by the hand and kind of show them the way you know, mm-hmm. uh, and anytime you're introducing somebody, especially if they're brand new to it, you really need to be able to take their hand and lead them. You know, part of the way at least. So mm-hmm. I think just knowledge is power, man, for sure. Knowledge, knowledge is power, is power. And, and ensuring it is even more powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And then when did the um, when did the music start um, lining up with it?
1: Well, I just, I, like I said, I got tired of doing the cannabis shows, and we were, we were coming out and seeing live music anyway. I, um, okay, let's see how did it. Okay, Jacob Bossy from Endless Yawn which mm. is an amazing power violence uh, band here in Sacramento. Um, is that power violence band? Yeah. Power Never violence? Heard of that genre of power story. violence and grindcore, and I highly suggest I you treat them out. said power yourself. violence. Yeah, but there's thought, nothing violent said, about it. I thought you said power violin. I was like... Power oh, violin, but... wouldn't that be amazing? I like, <laughs> dude, I was like, this is <laughs> just amazing. You know, power <laughs> violence and grindcore, and there are other offshoots, uh, Crust. It's, mm-hmm. It basically being a kid from the 80's it's punk music kind of dialed up a little bit to the modern age Um, mixed with metal punk metal sort of Uh, it's really hard high-end stuff Um, most of the musicians are really amazing because if you think about how fast they're playing I mean, it's super It's hard. People think, oh, that's just noise. And it's like, look how fast that guy's going right now. And he's got to keep that up for like three minutes, you know, three minutes solid. You know, you're a musician. You dig that shit. You're a drummer. You definitely dig that shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, So. um, but yeah, so Jake, uh, he's a big Viking dude, beard, dreadlocks, comes out and he's like, do you like hardcore music? And I'm like, fuck, I grew up a punk. And he's like, fuck the Dead Kennedys, you gotta come see our show. And I'm like, I had to punch you for saying that, it's my favorite band, but, yeah, let's do that. So I went out, and I was I, I fucking fell in love with these guys, they're amazing. And of course, I had to do it right, I went out with a giant bag of like 500 pre-rolls, and I just yeah. saturated that venue. And I was like, yeah. Wanna yeah. smoke, want to smoke? And, so then afterwards, Jake was like, What's up with the joints? And I'm like, Well, that's the least I can do. And he's like, You keep doing that. You've got something. Something's going to happen here. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. that's right, cool. And so I just kept coming out to Endless John shows and I'd see other bands. And I'm like, Oh, well, these guys are playing over there. Let's go see them over there. And then, you know, then. I started hearing about other bands, Yo, know, and The Electric. Actually, I was putting things out about uh, things that I was doing at The Colony. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should come see us. We're playing at the Turtle House. And this is one of my favorite stories. And this is when I met yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, oh, yeah, Turtle House. That's a coffee shop. I'm pretty sure. I had it even in my mind where it was located everything. And so I'm like, this is going to be cool, coffee shop, little. So I show up, right? Now, keep in mind, I'm a 51-year-old man. I show up to a frat party. <laughs> <laughs> so now, thought processes, I can go one or two ways. Hey, look at there. Or, holy shit, I'm the only guy that's going to go to jail in this situation. <laughs> 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 and I, I literally did. I had a bag of like a thousand then. I, I had just gone out to rolls and did, did, did the thing. And so we had a huge, huge amount of pre-rolls. And it was like, we are going to do some promoting tonight. It's fine. There are people up on the roof. There were people in the back. It was packed. There were kegs everywhere. It was one of the best damn shows that I've been to. Everybody was so nice. And that's when I realized, you know, I really just need to have a full spectrum music thing going on. So I deal with everything from grindcore, power, violence, punk, metal, to, you know, jam bands, you know shoegazy stuff, you name it. Nam the Giver, they're very, um, what is that, uh, kind of prog rock sort of, you know? Probably but so. it's just touching all the bases because, honestly, I deal with a lot of different people. So if I'm going to do a music show, I kind of have to do something where there's several different things available because not everybody likes heavy metal, <laughs> not everybody likes jam music, not everybody likes rap music, not everybody likes punk music. Um, so I think if you have... And that's my next... I'm pushing to have uh, a full crossing of the streams where you have a rap act, a metal act, a punk act, a jam band, you know, you have them yeah. all under yes. one roof on one fucking show, you know, I mean, they used to do, um, like Us Festival in 83, that was, that was, they had Duran Duran and Ozzy Osbourne and, you nice know, movie. the Stray wow. Cats, and yeah. it was, everything was out there, <laughs> yeah. man, you know, all day festival shit, you know, and. You know, that's, we need that shit again. And I kind of got that when we did. Reefer Palooza. I think yeah. that was that was really coming close to, to meeting that mark, you know. And so we beef it up a little bit by next year and get you guys on the road. Be nuts. So tell
2: so tell them what, what Reefer Palooza is.
1: Oh, Reefer Palooza was just it was well, we wanted to do something for the veterans, a show where veterans would actually come out and see what we were doing, you know, because 'cause mm-hmm. they're really timid and hard to get out to mm-hmm. things like that. You know, like I said, a lot of them deal with PTSD along with all the other shit. Um, and so I figured, well, I'll do a free weed giveaway have the concert, not charge the veterans to get in, that'll work, right? And it did, for the most part, you know? We headed out, uh, Elkhorn Saloon, a beautiful place, beautiful place, historic Elkhorn Saloon's open, 1873. Wow. 1873, uh, and it was wow. a place along the river where if you were gold panning or doing your thing or just trying to find your way, it was a place you could stop for a drink, basically, is what it was, an actual saloon and now it's a restaurant bar and they've got this huge property got like 14 acres out there it's amazing wow. we use like this little yes. portion of it where there's a stage and uh, great parking uh, but their food's amazing so I highly suggest Elkhorn Family Sal- country saloon sorry uh, West Sacramento highway but um, yeah we just wanted to do a show and and the people out there were cool with what we were doing we explained it to them you know we didn't mince words we said there will be smoking on-premise you know outside here and they were all totally open to it and and so i started putting together it took me like eight months to gather all the bands because i literally had to go to their live shows i couldn't just hit them up and go yo you want to do this it's like no no no." you go support then you go support again Mm -hmm. and then maybe you show up the third time and you're like yeah i was thinking about maybe doing a show you want to do a show with me That's the way you do it. Because, you know, I mean, I would have felt like I was using people if I didn't kind of woo them, swoon them a little bit, make them feel comfortable (laughs) with me, and, you know, and find out if we were even going to be able to jive together, if it was going to work, you know. And, you know, and once you find that out and you get that relationship going, and, and a buddy of mine said, he's like, so basically you paid all your bands off by just smoking weed with them. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You lubricate the machinery with the cannabis. It's your communication that happens after that that makes the deal. It, yeah, it mm-hmm. is one hundred percent. All you know, marijuana is the lube. You know, <laughs> and we all know how important lube is. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it is that
2: dude <laughs> oh my god no. now she's got it he's, oh on, the, he's on ball he's on ball no.
1: we all know. Nice no chill sorry no, no chill though, though. unfiltered so, unfiltered <laughs> that was good though
2: hey we don't we don't leave any of that stuff out here shit. that's why we have a podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we can do our own thing yeah exactly so what was like uh, some of the most difficult parts about putting on your own show
1: Oh, jeez, man. Um, (laughs) Just the worries. Just the worries alone of, like, man, okay, so, like, I've paid this much, and I've done this, and I spent all this time. You know, because I don't get paid for my time, and I don't look to get paid for my time, because this is kind of, this is my creative process. I'm a graphic designer, and I do that as a physical art, or a visible art, I would say, but as a physical art, putting a show on and creating an atmosphere and... Filling it with goodness You know I mean And just sprinkling it heavy You know Don't go light Have multiple vendors Of multiple different types You know Have Have bright shinies everywhere Shit We started off the day With an hour long Free yoga sesh With uh, Katie Carnes Who does uh, Medicated yoga It
0: was amazing High yoga
1: yeah. Well, she actually runs a studio here in Sacramento, and that's what they do. Everybody brings their stuff, they medicate together, and they talk, and then they do the yoga, and, and, and their you know, uh, guided out. visualization, <laughs> and yeah. So nice. S-Yoga. Check yeah. her out. Katie Carnes. She's amazing. What was it called? S-Yoga? Yeah, S-Yoga. It's okay. at S-Yoga, and Katie Carnes is the instructor, and she is a beautiful soul. She really is, and she's her, it, the whole program is hers. It's all... Medicated yoga. It's been done before, but not the way that she does it because she does guided visualizations. She uses music. Um, it's fantastic. It really is. And I thought for sure it was like we didn't have any people that had showed up to come in yet. So we just pretty much had vendors, uh, bands, and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck, there's nobody for the yoga. Mm-hmm. And so she just she said, all right, turn on the music, blah, 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 get this started. People went running all the, you know, vendors, you know, musicians. Everybody yeah, went out there. That's fool. My, my uh, daughter's uh, 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 derby coach, uh, my daughter does roller derby. Derby coach so I'm taking my shirt off. And it was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> that kind of party. Oh, my God. But everybody just got really comfortable. and um, And so you know once you've created that and you're going to ride the whole day like that. Everybody's family now. And everybody's in it to win it. And, you know, we're going to eat together. We're going to drink together. We're going to smoke together. We're going to listen to music together. So I guess my answer to your question is, is you want to go in putting a show together like you were throwing a party for your best friend. You're throwing a party for your best friend. And you don't want anything to go wrong. And you want all the bright shinies on the table. And you want his favorite or her favorite shit there. But you're doing that for however many hundred you know, depending. Yeah, on 100 best friends. Great way yeah, to think yeah, about 100 it. 100 best Damn. Exactly. You. If you throw your shows like you're throwing a party for your best friend, your shows will always go off because everybody will get it. They will see the care, you know, they will see the oh, thought process. You know the yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh, I want to
2: make sure to clip that. That's really Bad. good. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's <laughs> So is that the
1: um does, was that the first event that you had thrown the River Palooza? No, we d- well. We, so leading up to River Palooza it was like, well, shit, man, I gotta get some of these bands seen by these other people. I'd seen them, you know, I've yeah, yeah, yeah. seen them, but we got other. You know, how am I gonna sell these guys? If nobody's, you know, and so I was like, okay, i will get it. And at first, I had a bunch of little shows planned. I was gonna do them all at the Colony, and uh, the only one we ever got done before River Palooza was the uh, No Sympathy. Uh, And Retrograde and uh, Chris Cash and JCO. So I did two Mm. rap acts and two rock bands. Okay. And that was my first attempt at like, I'm gonna put two different types of music together in a show and just tell people what it is and have them come out. Um, But since then, you know, I mean, you know, there's been like, uh, Nam the Giver, they had their videos, uh, single release party, we did that at Classy Hippie Tea Company on Broadway. And that's the other thing, is finding places that are willing, that are actual locations, you know, like venues that you can mm. do music at, that are cannabis friendly, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once you start finding that, then you can, well, I mean, if that's what you're looking to do. That's what I needed. For me, I needed cannabis friendly venues. People that were willing to, and it was weird, because I didn't even have to do the asking, like, you get Class a classy A B T company, I looked up and there's a green cross on the wall leading outside. And it's tinted outside, and there's ashtrays out there, and that's, you know, that's his private patio. You know, there's all these places now that are really um, lapse-unlimited. It's wide open in old Sacramento to us having a full-blown sesh once a month at the Say It Loud Comedy Show, because that's what that yeah. place is all about. Say It Loud Comedy Show is about weed comedy, you know, and they pull comedians from all over the place. I meet that's all crazy. sorts of weird people, man, from New oh, York, man. Los Angeles, you know. Denver, I guy came from Denver, Colorado, to do a show here in Sacramento. You know, so check so cool. out. So, uh, yeah, Say It Loud Comedy, that's uh, Javon Whitlock and uh, Michael Calvin, Jr. They're amazing. Uh, they do another podcast. We were on uh, Blunts and Bullshit. That's funny shit. Watch that sometime. Blunts and Bullshit. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so, oh, you know, title. just... <laughs> utilizing these, like, you know, we went out to the comedy shows, and now Javon Whitlock and Michael Calvin Jr. are willing to do, like, MC work for us. And it's great to have two comedians as your MCs. Nothing beats that shit. That's the best. You know, so, and and pick your crew very carefully. You You guys all seem like you really work well together. Once you start bringing other people in, you know, just make sure you jive with them. You know, make sure your mindset and your... Creative flow is in in line with theirs as well as theirs being in line with yours. At least that you guys can intermingle with the thought, because you know, I mean, my best friend and I, we were the Reef Rangers when when we started this. Cody's doing his own thing. I'm the only ranger now. I mean, there's just me. We're still best friends, and we'll mm-hmm. always be best friends. But it was just something he, he. There were other things he wanted to do. You know, business wise, uh, Reach Network being one of them. And so he's pushing at that stuff. And, you know, he fully supports me on the Instagram and stuff like that. And he's always, like I said, he's always going to, but does, just because they're your best friend doesn't mean you're going to be able to work with them for the rest of your national life, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just make sure that, you know, and, you know, if you're striking out to do your own thing, just 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 make sure you follow your dream 100%. And you do it the way you want to. And, and like I said, you know, throw your shows like you're throwing a party for your best friend. That's the best thing you can do because all the care and effort's put into it, you know.
3: It'll show. Wow. It will show. Man. (laughs) So is there, like, any
0: big lessons that um, you learned from Reefer Palooza that you're going to take into your next show?
1: Yeah, um, you know, Reefer Palooza, walking away from Reefer Palooza, it was amazing because I felt so spiritually fulfilled. I really did. I mean, I, I was, like... I was high as a kite, and that was above and beyond the cannabis. I mean, I was just really on another world after yeah. that. And when I had, you know, you guys, you and the electric, and Nom the giver, and Black Crosses all coming up to me going, Hey, listen, when you do this again, let us know, because we want to do it. Make, make sure you let us know in advance. We want to make sure we do any shows. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I didn't pay these people anything, except for some weed, you know, a little bit of this and that. But I haven't paid these people anything, and these people are asking when the next fucking show is. Okay? So, how many promoters out there, and I ask you, how many promoters out there can throw shows like this and have the bands when you're not paying your bands? You know, how many? So, treat your bands properly, they'll mm-hmm. want to work with you. And that weed was oh, real quick. That weed was purple as hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, that was I, the 4G. I hadn't see yep. weed that purple
0: in a cool minute. I was just like, this is some throwback shit right here. It was. It was, it was it so was purple. Hard. It was almost black. It really was. Yeah. It's. It's, it's <laughs> very. <laughs> it, it was crazy. It was. I should. Have, I had to see by a picture of that shit. That shit was so crazy. It's
1: 4G high end indica. That stuff is amazing. Wow. Yeah. Oh, we're smoking the hell out of that stuff. Yeah. That and the gelato. I like the gelato. What's your favorite stream, by the way? Dude, I was just about to ask you the same question. Uh, Dude, um. Mine's AFQ. I love the AFQ. Afgu or Tahoe OG. Those are my two go to's. Those. F- See, damn. Yeah, Those she- do fuck you up. Yes, they do. Yeah, no, I, I, believe
0: I believe it. I feel like it's hard for me to pick this favorite because it's like, even if I pick a favorite, it's not usually I can, I can get it again on you know, mm-hmm. like, as much as I want to. But I think that one that's really like stuck out for me is. Um
1: like blueberry OG oh yeah and uh and train wreck no nah, oh wrecks so good train wreck's yeah. so good that that Kyle gass started a band <laughs> you know of tenacious D you know are you familiar with yeah yeah, yeah yeah I mean that's where train wreck came from his initial band was from the strain you know so fun yeah. right? Trainwreck. trainwreck.
0: It's amazing. I hate trimming it, but I love smoking. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's
1: interesting from a trimmer's perspective. Yeah, yeah,
0: because yeah, it has like those tiny little yeah. leaves, and yeah, this, when I when I, when I was trimming it, I like all the um, which it's, it's a good problem and a bad problem at the same time because mm-hmm. there's like so much little like THC particles in it. It was getting in my nose and all like, yeah. my sinuses and shit like that. I was just like, nah, like it's just it's yeah. like it's like pollen, but like worse. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you get all gummed up, don't you? Yeah, After yeah. a good
1: trim session in a small room. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. I was going to ask you, you a- well, do you find mean, a um Do you, I mean,
0: do
3: you I, have a favorite leaf strain? Uh, no, I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah. that is. You yeah, need you to educate figure. me on so this. So the strain is the these.
1: name that it goes by. So like, like oh, I'll use it for good for instance, because I didn't bring up, in 2018, we were doing uh, pop-up shows. And we were out on uh, farmland, which, by the way, is legal to do. Do you know on agricultural land, it is considered farmer's market, even if it's cannabis. So, if you have a licensed farm or a regular farm, you can do a cannabis pop-up show. So, that's one thing. We were, you know, summer 2018 we We're going crazy on that shit. All outdoor locations, really nifty places, kind of exotic. One of them was a horse race track. But, um, <clears throat> that was weird. Um, with a bull just walking around free. <laughs> I kid you not, the motherfucking bull was just attacking nobody, but but anyway, so we had a guy come up to us, and he's like, yeah, well, um, I'm going around all the vendors. We're doing um, this uh, Emerald Cup thing in, in Reno. Uh, Sierra sesh, blah, blah, blah. If you want to put any of your strains in to be judged, you know, you might win. He's like, I'll need an ounce of each, though. And then he walks off and leaves the paperwork there. And I'm like, that sounds like a guy trying to get free weed today. Is what <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> We're looking at the paperwork, and it look kind of legit. And it was like, well, all right. Cody's like, what do you think? And I'm like, well, if you can do anything, do our Tahoe and do um, the Sour Diesel. And the Sour Diesel is one of our, I mean, that's our baby, you know. Mm -hmm. And Cody has mastered growing Sour Diesel. Um, We blow New York Sour Diesel out of fucking water any day. Um, So we sent an ounce of that, an ounce of the Tahoe, and waited and waited and heard nothing. So we're showing up at um, 420 Fest 2018 Elkhorn Country Saloon, where I did Reeferpalooza later on down the road. We were showing up there for the 420 Fest, which was huge. And there were people everywhere, and this guy comes running across the field going, Here's Sour Diesel's number one, man, it's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, we like it too, oh, whatever. And he's like, no, dude, look. And he's on the phone, and we were ranked as first place, and our trophy was on the way, apparently. Nobody told us that. <laughs> like everybody else that. Everybody else knew except for us. It was like this shit and the guy did he showed up with a fucking trophy and the whole nine yards man and blew our minds cuz yeah you know we're just regular cats you know yeah. you see that in high yeah. times you don't see that in regular life That's but crazy. then after that the cool thing is is you did start seeing that you started seeing these people like, fuck yeah I'm gonna send my stuff in and then all of a sudden they had a trophy at their table and it was like this is growing this is yeah. becoming amazing mm-hmm so wow. so, so how'd you um, initially link
0: up with Cody's Cody like the grower in this situation or he, he is was? the farmer. yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, he was just, whoa, that's 1985, in high school. He came up with a, to my locker with a group of guys that were going to go out and smoke a joint mm-hmm. out in the football field. And I was down for skipping school all the time, so it didn't matter. Yeah. We went out to the football field, and it was just the weirdest thing. Have you ever, like, met somebody, and it was just like, you're my guy. Yeah, You're yeah, fucking, yeah. you're, you're yeah, so yeah. my guy, dude. <laughs> See, yeah. yeah. It, it just happens, dude. Right. And it's, you know, I mean, it, it's just, yeah... It, It's an interesting thing, and you realize 37, 38 years later, shit hasn't changed in that thought process. Wow, that shit exists, you know? And that's why they, I think that's why our elders always said, as long as you have one really good friend, that's all you need, you know? Because that's the one you're guaranteed. You know, all the rest of them are really great friends and stuff like that, but that one that you linked with at some time and point in your life and made something. So, you know, it was just, he was looking out for me and making sure I had gummies when I was really sick, you know, from, the, you know, detoxing. Yeah. And then he had the advanced knowledge of the cannabis shows and said, we should really try this. And so I just remember, you know, he's like, we're going to do it this next Saturday. And I'm like, okay, I got a week to feel better. I got to get my shit in there. And I just really started, he'd only been walking around literally in a pair of underwear and a robe. Yeah, a pair. Of, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I was walking around for for a month. For a month. <laughs> for a month. <laughs> I gotta put on clothes. Gotta now. put on clothes. <laughs> like, I'm not gotta, used gotta to shoes yeah. to this shit. <laughs> and I cleaned myself up, and that energy changed everything. From there, it was it was that was like I said, that became the addiction. I just wanted to be out there doing it. I wanted more exotic locations, which we got. You know, soon after that, we were in Old Sacramento in a wedding hall on Second Street during a Saturday evening in Old Sacramento. Oh was shit, fucking everywhere, man. But we were just down in this wedding hall and it was perfect. No problems whatsoever. Who would have thunk you'd get away with doing shit like that? Yeah. yeah. You know, smoking inside <laughs> of a wedding hall would be like, nah, it's nah this Well, good. you know, that they they thought that stuff out. Really had really interesting uh, filters. But they were yeah. putting dead center in the middle of the room and then running vents out, out the back door. Oh, it was shit. it was real, it was interesting the way this all you know, people had to think about it. They had to yeah. what, what do, how do I solve this problem? How do I solve that problem? You know, and these sessions just became now they're huge. You know, almost too huge. You know? Yeah. So, we'll see how it goes in the next year or so. Yeah. <laughs> Man.
0: So, uh, so where where do you see like Sacramento growing like as as a whole? Because I like how we were talking about earlier about Sacramento growing as far as like business and music and everything. So where do you see Sacramento
1: growing, and then where do you see yourself um, fitting in that in that growth? I just want to keep doing what I'm doing as is. I really, I I mean. It's interesting. There are like things that are coming up that are like like I was at a at a car show the other day. I'm not a car guy. I, I you know I, cars are cool. You know no, I can get around in a... one. Yeah, so. But I'm not like oh yeah, what's that? Right. You know, and I, I can't even change my own goddamn spark plugs. You know, and I have my old change. I old changed by somebody else too. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't understand. trust myself. You know, and then you know, but I met a guy named Max, and that's what I he does. Max. But exactly. <laughs> And um, and he's, he's just this crazy dude that runs this um, Driven to Drive program, which is uh, a multitude of car collectors that come together for shows. And they're usually high-end shows. Uh, your band's going to be playing one of them in the near future, probably in an airplane hangar or a winery. We were at a winery the last time. That was incredible. I don't know if you saw the... Uh, <laughs> oh, that place yeah. is amazing. Dude. But you get a ready-made crowd already they're out yeah. there for the wine and the cars yeah. and you put a band on stage it's nuts it's fucking yeah. insanity you know we were dealing with well over a thousand five hundred if not two thousand people at that show the other night yeah. and all they had was a cover band they were doing like oh, uh, Casey and the Sunshine band covers disco stuff on, yeah. you know to get people dancing it was cool and they were a good band but it was like you on, some originals. come or on yeah let's have some bands, um, and and Max is totally into that so that's the next step but I found I was out in this kind of this hoity-toity high-end crowd, and I did not like it. I didn't feel right. You know, yeah. these people with a lot of money and shit. And like, eh. Yeah, it's my yeah. kind of
0: thing with like car shows, it's like because like I do like old school cars stuff sure. like that. but they're then like people there. who own the cars, I'd be like, I don't drive with people who and own the cars. No. Car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no just, I
1: don't need to talk to you. I just want to look at your car. Yeah. yeah. And don't get me wrong. Some of them, there are a lot of them, are nice. But it's just yeah. I have nothing in common with these people. But I'm finding that everything is meshing everything is happening for a reason and and so you know yeah i'm finding that i'm going to have to do higher end shows and i'm going to have to lend myself to you know to all sorts of different thought processes you know but uh but in the interim it's all going to be about working with the veterans doing shows that are veterans safe places uh running the safe and free access program which i will run uh, until my last breath and uh all veterans out there, you know, at Reefer Rangers, I've got you covered 100%. You know, we, we, we've we got the means, we've got the meds, and we're going to make it happen. Yeah.
2: Wow. Well, I think he just naturally wrapped it up then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was just like, all right, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> like, like, yeah, usually we just ask, like, what's your Insta? Like, anything you want to, like, yeah. say? And he did. It
1: was just like, well, I just remembered I hadn't done that. And I'm like, I better tell these veterans where they can come. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah.
2: John Blue. Does that have every time? Um, I know you have a favorite question, like asking people. Uh, yes. favorite question? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so, intrigued. So, one of my one of the things we just like to do is just like so one piece of information that you've learned, whether weed wise, any any life advice. I mean, I imagine you have a lot, but I mean, you've already dropped a lot of knowledge on here. But basically, just one piece of information that you could just leave the audience with, just one lesson, one quote, one one thing that's just on your mind.
1: Okay, we'll get kitschy at first, love all, love often. And what I mean by that, I've used that in posters before. Um, we're, we're at a crossroads, you know, right now. Um, you know, unfortunately, um, racism and hatred has been brought to the forefront again. Um, as I said before, with Trump in office, we found out who all the assholes were. But unfortunately, because of that, they, because of the way he does things, they do things that way now. They're very in your face about their hatred. And so we need to solidify our solid group of love. And that's going to keep us safe. And in the long run, I mean, think about it this way if the shit were to hit the fan tomorrow, and I'm talking like apocalypse crazy shit, you know, and we were strewn about, we would need that thought process. Because the other ones are going to be the ones that are on motorcycles raping and pillaging and taking your shit. (laughs) And we've all seen that movie. So create that wide spectrum family of artists, entertainers, you know, cannabis growers, you name it. And have it all be part of your wheelhouse. Because, you know, in reality, all those people have the same thought process. They want to be creative and they want to share their art, you know. So start building that and, and, and build it strong. And, and make that your central whatever you call your spirit, your soul, your whatever. Make that the central focus of, of everything. It's just to love everybody that is willing to let you love them and do for them and be with them and enjoy them. Because, you know, I can show you right here, Salty Toast, he was 45 years old, died of a heart attack last year one of my best friends you know but just in the middle of the night was gone you know Damn. so always make sure you make that time for people always make sure you 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 hug them yeah yeah you, you know give them a good bump on the fist whatever you fucking do uh but make sure you do it because you know that group's going to be the most important and when you lose them if you don't you're going to hate yourself for it so love all of, okay. all of them
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice.
0: No, I wish I wish I thought of this question earlier because I feel like that would have been a perfect way to end it. Um, so, being that you'll have been in Sacramento for a while, what do you think makes like right now Sacramento so different as far as like the artists and like the weed game? What makes Sacramento stand out from other cities?
1: Well, solidly Sacramento. That's a great question. Actually, I want to say that's a really great question because Sacramento has fought for its hipness for so long, and. For so long, we got shunned because the Bay Area is just a hop, skip, and a jump away. And that's mm-hmm. where the shit's happening yeah, is over yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> we we'll come home to Sacramento, but we're going to San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and now people are saying, hey, let's go down to Sac. Let's see what's going on down there because we're cleaning up our, our, our areas that... That needed to be cleaned up and turned into like Oak Park. Look at Oak Park. It's oh, yeah. beautiful now. Jesus. Yeah. Oak Park, when I was a kid, was a scary fucking place. It was drug dealers and gangsters and, 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 and homeless drunks and weirdness, man, is what that was. And the houses were falling apart. Most of those houses were built in like the 20s, 30s, and 40s. And some mm-hmm. of the most beautiful houses you've ever seen. Yeah. Now they're, you know, I mean, honestly, I'm 50 50 on it because there's a the whole gentrification thing, yeah. you know. That's how it was. But, but. But you've got these businesses, like Classy Hippie Tea Company, that are moving in, and they're looking to help the surrounding area. So as long as you choose your businesses, you know, and stuff like that, you're going to be able to keep that flow. You just, you want to, you want to keep, it's it's a hard balance, it really is. is. But I think most of these places, if you go into these cafes and art galleries that are in Oak Park, they're really trying to keep that feel. And they're trying to keep the locals, you know, as present as they can, you know. I mean, it's not... It's not really their fault. It's our city, and it's our, the way our city is run itself. And, you know, we had this nice long process that we could have done it slowly over time and made everybody acclimate and comfortable with it, and they decided to just make it this, boom, we're doing this, and this is the way it's going to happen. But my main thing is, is all these places have these hip um, areas uh, to have shows and to have meetups. And, you know, we've got kava bars popping up. And that's becoming a thing. And, oh, yeah. you know, and these places are starting, well, we're doing open mic. Well, the only reason they're just doing open mic is because they don't know how to book entertainment. You come into that place, any place that I've walked in, and, oh, you, I can book bands for you. They're on that shit right away. They just don't know how to do it, yeah. you know. So they put up a microphone and a PA and they say, whoever wants to play, you know. But if you want to start booking bands, I mean, go out there. These places are waiting for you. They are. And know this as a promoter there are places that are willing to pay you up to 300 dollars just to provide them with four hours of entertainment there are places out there you know i'm not like i said not name dropping today but there are places out there there are bars that are just desperate they've got the stage they've got the lighting but they don't have a guy or a gal to run around and meet bands they don't have somebody with the knowledge so if you're working with a band and you're promoting then you can really grandly help your band out by getting those gigs because that's three hundred dollars in the band and your pocket so just know that <laughs> yeah just for providing what three four hours of entertainment which you can easily do with three bands yeah easily with three bands depending on the band sometimes too some jam bands man. some jam bands go an hour and a half long you know yeah yeah. yeah yeah wow i know not rub and
0: you can both Definitely go an hour and a half easy, but but, but you know get out and <laughs> yeah. see
1: these places, meet these people. You know I went when I went to class at the APT company. I met Leo. I you know not only did I meet a veteran that I didn't know, I was meeting a veteran, but I also met a guy that you know spent his time in the military learning about tea, which yeah. I thought was incredible. You yeah. know he traveled, he found out about wherever he was, he found out about their tea and how it was utilized, and he brought that back with him. So that was kind of his armor that he brought back from this horrible thing that he had to do. And he opened up one of the finest tea houses that I've ever been to. And I've been to a few of them, you he's know. A, he's about his tea. I know you've been to tea. I love tea. Yeah. You've got to go to Classy Hippie. Oh, my Am God. i got to go.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll, so, I'll set up something. We'll all go down there. Okay. Yeah, because you can smoke out of the patio, drink your tea. It's, it's oh so my good. Oh, God. So good. That and Leo, good. he does all of his own blends, and it's fantastic. Yeah, he's about his tea. <laughs> yeah, he is about his tea. Oh, <laughs> okay. He gives you the timer. He's like, don't drink it before the time. Just, you know yeah. it's it's a whole thing you have to wait three minutes if you don't well mm. he won't be upset but he will oh would. yeah, yeah <laughs> you, you have to you've the rest. experience yeah exactly I was trying to provide
0: for you <laughs> it's the steep yeah exactly. well that's dope I mean I, I think that's now nah, I think place to end and you know, I have more questions sure. man. But I'm <laughs>
1: man thank you for coming on in, man hey okay, man thank you guys yeah, for having no, me on you know, this is this thank is, you, you so know, much I, usually stuff like this really scares me because I mean you know it's, it's, it's clear to me up here what's going on, but <laughs> yeah. speaking it is another thing, but you guys made it really, really easy, and I appreciate that. That's awesome. Of you, course. You. And you let me talk about my veterans, who I love dearly. So
3: Of course, man.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Shout out to them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. And
2: one more time, tell, yeah. them, uh, tell where they can find you or if they want to help the veterans out. Oh, at, at
1: Reefer it. Rangers uh, is, is my Instagram. It's R-E-E-F-E-R-R-A-N-G-E-R-S uh walk and talks uh uh, veterans walk and talk norcal um if you go to reef rangers you're going to see all of these um but that's the main organization that i work with veteran wise and so we're doing shows and and the monthly walks and the monthly walks are in different locations so we can get veterans out like we were in san jose you know the last two were local we did one in san jose um and so yeah just just find us on instagram and everything show wise or you know you can dm me directly and, and we can chat i love coming out and meeting people for coffee or tea so if you, you know, if anybody out there wants to talk about stuff or you're a veteran and you need help let me know i'll meet up with you and we'll we'll, we'll get things taken care of
3: awesome yeah. all right man That's awesome all right yeah
1: thank you again for coming thank you yeah thank you, you so time much appreciate it we're gonna smoke some more yeah. weed now guys <laughs> <laughs>